All right. Hello there. My name is Jackson Perry, otherwise known as the Reaper. And today we have a very interesting topic, a highly secretive topic. Uh, we are going to be talking about the SCP Foundation, and it's go I'm going to very briefly tell you what it's all about. So, all this info I'm about to tell you, strictly classified. Even knowing it puts you in danger, but if, you, if you're seeing this, that means I or someone else have deemed it necessary for you to know it. So feel special and feel a little afraid for that fact. Very recently, left my position working for this organization. I was a little known uh, level 06, which you won't know what that means. But uh, if I wanted to tell you why I left this organization, which I don't, it would honestly ruin your life and kind of destroy everything you know as reality. So I'm going to spare you. This organization is the biggest one on the planet, yet the one no one knows about except for the select few who work for it. So this foundation collects either for the safety or the scientific research of anomalous objects, anonymous or anomalous creatures and or people, humanoid factors. Anything that it just doesn't obey the laws of this reality or this physical plane, it's going to be there. That's why no one knows about it. I'm going to be personally declassifying five incredibly important items within the SCP database. And uh, first I'm going to let you know what the security levels are when it comes to this organization. Because at this point I'm giving you the classification of at least 05, which only five other people have had the access to. Why I'm doing this, it's kind of a whistleblower thing, and it puts my life in danger, but I'm kind of a kind of a crazy man so that's how I'm gonna do it and I uh, be counting down the minutes that I forfeit my life for giving this information out so at level zero we called these people absolute civilians they know nothing and they see nothing these are non-essential workers with no need to access any of the information on anything we have um, or had, I don't really work there anymore, but uh, this could be clerical, logistical, or just, you know, janitors, because, like, I'm not going to do it, I'm too important, or, like, a security guard wouldn't do it, because he's too important, and uh, so, essentially, you're in the dark, even though you somewhat have the knowledge, because you work there. Level one is anybody who we deemed necessary to have the knowledge of being in, within the proximity of any of these factors, any of these SCPs. Uh, sorry, SCPs are what we call them, and there's about, let's see, the last count was 5,702 anon anomalous, anon wow, even to this day I can't say that word without tripping over it, anomalous items and or creatures. So, Level one would be around it, but to have no contact with it. So just enough to keep them safe and keep them knowledgeable. 
So level two is where it starts to get uh, starts to get ju juicy when it comes to security clearance. Level two security are clearances that are given to security and research personnel that require direct and to the point access to one of the SCPs. So uh, anything, it's just slowly moving up the uh, ladder of things you'll be able to know about. Also, having these slips of paper is basically a death sentence. It's, uh, I had to get these out of a safe this morning. So, uh, fantastic. Just know, I'm just trying to let you know what you're getting into. Anyway, level three is what we would say most security personnel would be, or mobile task force soldiers or operatives. Uh, that's what you would probably be designated at. Say you're sitting at one of the guard posts and you have to check people in and out, um, and you're allowed to ha you have uh, full use of our arsenal, that would be where your, uh, your security clearance would be. But uh, even higher than that is level four. This would be designated as top secret. Um, I know it's a little on the point, but uh, this is senior administration. Usually, not always, but usually given to people who are site directors. So our SCPs are contained within underground sites that uh, are essentially giant bunkers. And uh, our sites are incredibly, like there is not another place type of place on the planet that has security like we have security there if we don't want anybody to leave no one will ever be able to leave if we want if we wanted to stop just one thing one shred of air from getting out we could do that it is so secure this is uh, so site directors would be in charge of most duties and they would have almost incomplete knowledge of anything within their site or our mobile task force commanders. The level three grunts don't need to know everything because honestly, if we're sending them in to probably get killed or we're sending them on a mission, they really don't need to, because it would affect their performance. They don't, they don't need to know. They, don't need, to, they need to be confident, not terrified. But uh, so we have to carefully select the mobile task force commanders and uh, they get the burden of knowing what they're actually going through. And finally, well, <laughs> almost finally, is level five. These jackasses, I mean, I, I, I deal with level four. I mean, they're, they're very naive, but yeah, I, I, I know a few of them that are genuinely good guys. But level five, the people or on the O5 Council are horrendous people. They tinker with the world. They use whatever powers they deem necessary to continue continually guide the planet in a way that they seem f see fit. And for the first 50 years of the organization, that was they did it, and it, they had the good interest of most people. Most people on the planet in their hearts or what their plans. Nowadays they, it's one part of the reason why I left, they 
are more in it for the power that is given to them. I was the head of this council for quite a long time, and uh, I was technically level six. I I did my best to stop the others, but well, I my votes count as two. Five versus two is still a win for them, so I can't really can't really stop them from wreaking havoc. Anyway, that's all you need to know about security clearances. Another thing about O5 council members that are different from me or who I was, O6, I, I call it O6. They they hate me. <laughs> they they wanted they wanted to derank me so I would have the same vote caliber they would, but you know, they couldn't do it. The powers that be kept me there. The O5 council members, the other 5, must not come into any direct contact with anomalous objects, entities, or phenomenons. So, these guys don't know what they're talking about. They tinker and toy with stuff, they give out orders, but they have never ever seen or been within a mile of one of these objects, while I myself have been in the testing room. Jackasses, I'm telling you, jackasses. So the first thing I'm going to tell you about is SCP-939. SCP-939 has, it's not one entity per se. So when we classify something as an SCP, even if it's a group of entities, we're still going to call it SCP, in this case 939, and then we're going to go dash one, dash two, dash three, dash four, dash five. So they're going to be bunched up into one file. And uh, this goes up all the way to 109, this particular one. And they are kept in a cell, 1163A or 1163B. It's a 10 meter by 10 meter by 3 meter containment chamber within the armed biocontainment area 14. Observation windows, what we use to observe with our own eyes, are constructed of laminated ballistic glass with 10 centimeters of thickness and protected by 100 kV electrified mesh. Can't tell you if I know exactly how that works, but I have a general idea. It's basically a force force field, but uh, that's a bit that's a bit sci-fi for me. These specimens are monitored at all times via an infrared camera. These SCPs require heavy sedation, and before we interact with anyone, you're if you disagree with this, like, it'll probably end up killing you, so you, we have to use heavy sedation tactics. This includes a transfer between cells and experimentation may take place. You're also required to use level C hazmat gear, and it is to be warned by personnel during interactions with 939. Specimens in any area which SCP-939 have been known to inhabit must use this hazmat gear. Level C is our medium hazmat gear, so you're not basically in a giant bomb suit, but you're getting there. This is going to take a second. I kind of 
kind of have to lay out what it is for you, but the SCP-939-1234567, you get it, you get the idea. Are endothermic pack-based predators, which display atrophy of various systems similar to the troglobotic. Wow, I can't even read my own handwriting. Troglobitic organisms. Wow. I, that's a very small reason that I also had to give up my position because I, my handwriting is bad because my hands shake, you know. Whatever, so be it. The skins of 939 are highly permeable to moisture and translucent red owing to a compound chemically similar to hemoglobin. 939 average size is about 2.2 meters tall, standing upright and weigh an average of 250 kilograms. The weight is highly variable. This is just our average. Each of their four limbs end in three-fingered claws with a fourth opposable digit. And we are covered in setae, which considerably augment their climbing ability. Again, bad handwriting. Their hands are elongated, devoid of even vestital, vestial, yeah, vestial, eyes or eye sockets. And contain no brain casing, no skull technically. The jaws of 939 are lined with red, faintly luminescent, fang-like teeth, similar to those belonging to specimens of the gen genus. I'm not even going to try to say this word. C-H-A-U-L-I-O-D-U-S. Chilatus, something like that. Up to six centimeters in length and encircled by heat-sensitive pit organs, eye spots, that are sensitive to light and dark, run the length of their spine, torsal ridges, dorsal ridges. These spines may be up to 16 centimeters long and are believed to be sensitive to changes in air pressure and flow. While SCP-939 do, do not possess many vital organ systems, central and peripheral nervous systems, circulatory system, and digestive tracts. This means that those are all absent. 939 respiratory system is atrophied and serves no apparent purpose beyond spreading AMNC227. So before I get into that, that essentially means that it's living without any means of being able to be alive. The organs it does have are completely worthless. They don't do anything. A simple digestive tract taken out, it will continue to live fine. A simple respiratory system that it seems to have to use, if removed, there is no adverse effects to 939 specimens. SCP-939 has no apparent physiological need to feed nor any way to digest consumed tissue. Ingested material typically accumulates in the respiratory system and is regurgitated once the amount is sufficient to markedly inhibit its function, despite the absence of many vital, vital organ systems. SCP-939-1 
dash one two three you know what I'm saying are capable of bearing live young which is incredibly concerning we want less of these things although some of my O5 council members would disagree uh, my my tactic is uh, destroy every single one of these things but they like to screw with it screw with them and uh, find out how to manipulate them 939's primary method of luring prey is the imitation of human speech. In the voices of prior victims, though imitation of other species in active nocturnal hunts have been documented, vocali vocalizations often imply significant distress. Whether SCP-939s understand their vocalizations or are repeating previously heard phrases is the subject of ongoing study. Let me break that down for you. So, um, the idea, the theory, is that after they brutally rip you apart and uh, consume your entire body, they will attempt to lure in more prey, more prey of the same species, and uh, it is not known whether the imitation of voice of the species they've killed is directly dependent on how the person who was consumed reacted, screaming, or if it's just using the best possible tactic to get more people. How SCP-939 acquires voices is not currently understood. Yeah, that's an understatement. Specimens have been documented imitating victims despite never hearing the victim speak. Analysis of SCP-939 vocalizations cannot distinguish between 939 and the samples of known victims' voices. The use of biometric voice recognition security or identification systems at any installation housing 939 is strongly discouraged for this reason because they would be able to, you know, break containment just by saying the password or trying to get someone to let them out. Prey is usually killed with a single bite to the cranium or neck. Bite forces have been measured in excess of 35 MPA. So that thing's terrifying, which you have to remember is that these things hunt in packs. They multiply, so if you're ever, you know, God forbid that uh, there was a breach somewhere near a residential area and you were going down a hallway and uh, you heard probably... 40 or so steps coming at you and then uh, essentially a chorus of screaming I uh, no matter if they're screaming for help I, I recommend that you run like a child it's not like you're going to do anything it's, uh, it's best to err on the side of survival This uh, this next SCP is, I mean, when I get when I got this on my desk, I I had to look at the guy and I went, "Are you trying to get fired right now? I'm not in the mood for such games." And uh, no, he was serious. Yeah. The best way we can describe this is uh, what we would call an imitation. SCP. Uh, we think that it was 
captured by some well this is my theory other people just seem to believe exactly what's written here but i personally think someone captured this and then formed it into this particular uh recognizable character uh you see a lot of the people around the office call this guy garfield and no totally nuts but as you as you'll see now uh it's not a joke the Garfield Media franchise is to remain active and successful for as long as feasibly possible. We provide funding to the Garfield Media Ventures via the foundation in the comic film industry. Agents embedded within Paws Inc. and Andrews McNeil syndication are to place targeted mimetic agents in outgoing comic strips, encouraging the retention of a sizable Garfield fan base and discouraging Jim Davis from discon discontinuing Garfield. Agents are to monitor individuals at significant risk of attack from SCP-3166. In the event of an SCP-3166 manifestation, agents are to use supplied frozen lasagna to lure SCP-3166 away from its target and dispatch it once out of public view. Any witnesses are then to be administered amnestics, which uh, we pretty much aced <laughs> how to make people forget. Uh, if we don't want you to remember something, we can eliminate it from your mind, just like that. And it's not that hard. But, furthermore, where was I? As, a pr as appropriate for their level of exposure. So, d depending on whether you caught it out of the side of your eye or you were under attack would dictate how much of this we use. Because if we use too much, you basically get reset to zero and you're a child again. So, we, I mean, we don't really enjoy doing that because then it's kind of on our ass to... Make sure you don't, you know, horribly embarrass yourself. It's more of a guilt thing. I, I put that in place. 3166 is a 2.1 meter tall humano humanoid entity. Presumed pataphysical in nature. Known to manifest during periods when Garfield Media Franchise is performing poorly in terms of public reception. The exterior layer of 3166's <laughs> that's funny, body resembles a crudely made costume of the character Garfield, which field ins inspection has shown to be composed of legitimate cat fur. However, analysis of 3166 and its composition in the field has shown that its interior mass is composed entirely out of pasta stupidly and specifically lasagna upon the criteria for its manifestation being met 3166 will appear in the vicinity of a suitable individual hereafter referred to as the target and move to their location known targets of 3166 have included individuals prominently involved in rival media to the Garfield franchise individuals formerly involved in the production of the Garfield comic, stri comic strip 
and individuals involved in parodies of the Garfield franchise. Vocal critics of the Garfield franchise and Garfield creator Jim Davis. Poor Jim Davis. Upon reaching its target, 3166 will attempt to inflict bodily harm upon them and through a mixture of blunt force using nearby objects and force feeding of lasagna obtained through self-disembowelment, this process will, with 3166, vocalizing by meowing, purring, and screeching in the manner of an extremely agitated cat, lasagna outside 3166's mass has proven to be an effective form of bait for the entity, as upon seeing it, 3166 will abandon its original goal and instead attempt to incorporate the pasta into itself. So that's stupid. I know. I had to laugh there looking at it because my number one rule is kill it first before we have to contain it. Because containing it costs money and is incredibly dangerous because these uh, foundation bunkers have thousands of them at times. So one breach can cause every single other one to breach. Footnotes. Sole owner of the rights to Garfield, primary distributors to the Garfield comic strip, and this is while this has only occurred on occasions where the negative reception of Garfield was receiving could be traced back to Mr. Davis, all of these people have been targeted a total of 20 times. Mr. Davis has been targeted the most at 10 times. And just because I can, I think Garfield is horrible. And I personally am going to sue the company because it is garbage. Come get me. This next one, SCP-4666, which is kind of on the nose, is, uh, well, let me tell you about how we contain it first. Web traffic and law enforcement channels worldwide are to, be, are to be monitored for evidence of SCP-466 activity, and particularly, particularly for cases of stalking or reporting of anomal anomalous phenomena involving families with young children. Should a Westnack event be suspected to be in progress, that's what we call what happens when this SCP is on the loose, the nearest containment task force is to be dispatched in an attempt to contain 466 standard PDP VII humanoid first contact protocols apply. Media coverage of the family deaths attributed to these events are to be suppressed or falsified to make said deaths appear as non-anomalous home invasions and murders. 466 is currently believed to be a single but exceptionally long-lived humanoid. The entity of un is unknown origin. We did, I mean, it's a fancy way of saying we don't even know where it is. Survivors of these events typically describe 466 as a very tall, between 2 meters and 2.3 meters, elderly male of European descent with a with an extremely emaciated appearance. The entity always appears completely naked. 
even when observed outdoors in freezing weather. 466 appears to be capable of instantaneous or near instantaneous travel anywhere north of 40 latitude and possibly as far as we know it's not but possibly to any location on earth. 466 activity occurs exclusively within a period of 12 consecutive nights every year from the night of December 21st to December 22nd to the night of January 1st to January 2nd. Since this is quite a lengthy one, I'm going to skip quite a few of it and just tell you that between that range of nights, there is a very clear pattern. Nights 1 through 7, children will report seeing 466 in the vicinity of their family's dwelling. The entity will typically be observed watching the dwelling from a distance, such as from across a nearby field or from the edge of a neighboring forest. In some cases, children will report waking up at night to find 466 watching them sleep through a window. Nights 8 through 11, family members, including parents, will, rep will report sounds of footsteps coming from the roof or attic. And an extremely unpleasant odor will also frequently be noted inside the dwelling. No cause for this phenomena will be found as a result and parents will often begin to suspect that their family is being stalked or even that their dwelling might be haunted. However, this is obviously not the case. As far as we know, ghosts aren't real. Over the course of... So, just because I might have forgot, that was the first one was night 1 through 7, and then it was night through 8, 8 to the 11th, and then it was night 12 being the last one. Over the course of this night, one of two scenarios will occur. The first and most common is that 466 will kill all members of the family, save for one child under the age of eight, whom it will abduct. 466 will inflict incapacitating injuries to family members while they are sleeping, then herd them into a single room of the dwelling where, where it will proceed to kill them in view of the others. The method of killing varies, and I won't get into the most common. With the event, will typically be preceded by some form of torture, which appears to serve a ritualistic purpose. In the much rarer second scenario, which has occurred in roughly 15% of events, SCP-466 will not harm the family. Family members will report hearing footsteps inside the dwelling during the night, though no signs of forced entry will be found. In the morning, children will discover presents at the foot of their beds. These will consist of toys crudely crafted from the remains of human children. I'm going to highlight some of these events. Two of them I think I found the most interesting. It's unknown. Village, Rupert's Land, present day Ontario, Canada. This is unconfirmed, but highly suspected. An entire family was dispatched 
with the exception of two of the children, one of whom was abducted and one of whom, female age unknown, escaped during the killings and was able to reach a nearby village. She told authorities that a naked man had broken into her family's dwelling during the night and proceeded to torture them. Exact method, not specified, thank God in this one. Upon investigation, the method of the bodies of the family members were found to have been spread amongst them, including, but not limited to, hanging upside down from the ceiling, and all of them have been exsanguinated. This one is confirmed, but the only thing different from the last one is that one, only one child survived but was abducted, and hundreds of bite marks believed to have been inflicted post-mortem were found on each of the bodies, branches cut from the fir tree outside the house had also been placed over the bodies for an unknown purpose. Horribly, most torture appears to have been done before death in almost every case. And for notable things that we have found in Wales, a small knife, 15 centimeters in length, blade six, six centimeters in length, sculpted from a single piece of bone belonging to a child, symbols of unknown meaning have been carved into the handle, it was found in 1857. Now, analysis of recovered police photographs has shown that the size, shape, and configuration of 466's teeth do not match those of a human being or any known animal. So, my old office buds called this horrible creature Krampus. I thought that was silly because I mean why do we have to compare everything to childish myths or hell TV shows? We're down to let me check real quick. Yeah buddy. We are down to the last two and these ones very well known within the organization. This one is probably the last one you would ever want to see. And I'm going to tell you why now. SCP-096 is to be contained in its cell. 5 meter by 5 meter by 5 meter airtight steel cube at all times. Weekly checks for any cracks or holes are mandatory. There are to be absolutely no video surveillance or optical tools of any kind inside 096's cell. Security personnel will use pre-installed pressure sensors and laser detectors to ensure 096's presence inside the cell. 096 is a humanoid creature measuring approximately 2.38 meters in height. Subject shows very little muscle mass. Arms are grossly out of proportion with the rest of the subject's body approximately the length of 1.5 meters each. SCPs, SCP-096's jaw can open up to four times the norm of an average human, although other facial features remain similar to an average human. SCP-096 is normally extremely docile, but when someone views 096's face, whether it be directly or via video recording, or even a photograph, it will enter, enter a stage of considerable emotion. 
and considerable distress. SCP-096 will cover its face with its hands and begin screaming. Approximately one or two minutes after the first viewing, 096 will begin running to the person who viewed its face, who will from this point re be referred to 096-1. Documented speeds have varied from 35 to 160 kilometers per hour. Note, this reaction does not occur and only does not occur when viewing artistic depictions of 096. Upon arriving at 096-1's location, 096 will proceed to kill and devour in 100% of cases and there will be left no traces of 096-1. I have the excerpts of an interview here, and I'm going to highlight a few factors. The name of the doctor has been censored out because I don't want him getting any fame. He asked the captain of the mission what happened when they were trying to recapture the entity, and he said when they approached it, they couldn't see it immediately, but they, he was, it was in view of the uh, soldiers. The captain reports saying, I turned to answer a phone call and that's what saved me. The target must have turned and my whole squad saw it. They continued to blow chunks out of the targets using thousands of rounds. Captain ordered an AT-4 HEDT launcher to be used. It's an anti-tank gun. But there was no damage that was noticeably inflicted. Even with 90% of the body of 096 completely destroyed, it did not stop its assault. That guy is aptly named the shy guy and is the product of almost 50% of the people who work at the facility he's contained nightmares I mean just the description gives some people nightmares for days weeks and it is very 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 smart to be afraid of that thing. Finally, my favorite, SCP-087. SCP-087 is located within the Sinkback building. The doorway leading to SCP-087 is constructed of reinforced steel with an electro-release lock mechanism. <laughs> Gosh, I don't want to think about this one. It has been disguised to resemble a janitorial closet consistent with the design of the building. The lock mechanism on the doorknob will not release unless 20,000 vo volts are applied in, conjunct in conjunction with the counterclockwise rotation of the key. The inside of the door is lined with 6 centimeters of industrial foam padding. This 
was a quite of an uptick in security, but it was because of the final exploration. There was four total explorations. SCP-087 is an unlit platform staircase. The stairs descend on a 38-degree angle for 13 steps before reaching a semicircular platform of approximately 3 meters in diameter. Descent direction rotates 180 degrees at each platform. The design of 087 limits subjects to a visual range of approximately 1.5 flights. A light source is required for any subjects exploring 087 as there are no lighting fixtures or windows present. Lighting sources brighter than 75 watts have shown to be ineffective. SCP-087 seems to absorb excess light. Subjects report audio record subjects report and audio recordings confirmed. The distressed vocalizations from what is presumed to be a child between the ages of three to eight. The source of the distress calls is estimated to be located approximately 200 meters below the initial platform. However, any attempts to descend the staircase have failed to bring the subjects closer to the source. The depth of descent calculated from exploration for the longest exploration is shown to be far beyond both the possible structure of the building and geological surroundings. At this time, it is unknown if SCP-087 has an endpoint. SCP-087 has undergone four video recorded explorations by Class D personnel. Class D personnel are, well, we, we find death row inmates and we tell them that if they come and do these experimentations that we'll let them out. Of course, we just keep using them until they die. Uh, I mean, whatever, right? They're going to die anyway. The nature of this SCP is, if you didn't realize, the darkest place on the planet. The darkest set of stairs you'll ever see. Each subject that has conducted an exploration has encountered SCP-087-1 which appears as a face with no visible pupils, nostrils, or mouth. The f nature of SCP-087 is entirely unclear, but it has been determined that it is not the source of the pleading. The subjects exhibit feelings of intense paranoia and fear when faced with SCP-0871, but it is determined, or rather undetermined, whether said feelings are abnormal or simply natural reactions. Over a period of two weeks following Exploration 4, several members of the staff and students students from the, uh, at the time we had, uh, I forget what it's called. It's like a, it's like a high school outreach program uh, <laughs> that they come and work for us for free to get experience. Doesn't matter, kind of stupid. I didn't, I didn't want them there anyway, considering we have this. Um, over a period of two weeks, the students reported knocking at a vari variable rate of one to two seconds per knock. Coming from the interior of SCP-087, the door leading to SCP-087 has been fitted with a six centimeter thick industrial padding. All reports of knocking have ceased. Now, the three explorations aren't all that, all that uh, 
interesting. One of them survived the uh, SCP-087-1 appeared in front of them and uh, they immediately ran up 80 flights and collapsed after leaving the door. Uh, the other two, it appeared behind them after descending and uh, one and was immediately massacred. The third ran for a little bit, about 20 more flights, and then was caught. But the fourth is rather more concerning. Once again, it appeared behind the subjects. And while this man who was doing it is much more athletic, ran about 100 stories further down and uh, stopped. And after 30 minutes, the face finally caught back up to him. SCP-0871, that's all we know is that it has a face. And uh, he continued descending. And right before the point we would assume we would lose radio contact, um, like about 12 hours and 30 minutes of descent, he found a doorway. But uh, that's about all I should say. Because this is one of those things that... It, if I don't tell you, you don't want to know. All you should know is that it scars just about anybody to figure it out. And uh, with that, I conclude me telling you horrible things that probably put your life in danger. So thank you for giving me the time of day. And now I'm going to say see ya, and I'll catch you in the next one.